Hello besties, hi everyone, happy Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in and choosing to spend some time with me. My name is Eleanor, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. This is how hot girl, hot girling is not about how you look, it is about how you live your life, it is a mindset. And every, pod- every podcast I try and take a topic and with that topic discuss new ways in which you can be more of a hot girl in your day-to-day life. I think it's very important being a hot girl is sort of like showing up as your highest self and um, not just about a hot girl summer although hot girl summer is fast approaching thank god mm, that sounded really quite forward but I just meant I just meant I've got some holidays that's all that's all I meant um but yes it's not just about being a hot girl over summer it's about being a hot girl every single day it's about showing up as your highest self showing up as a hot girly and being a little bit better for it so yes thank you for listening in I'm very pleased to have you here listening in on this episode. So as of right now, I have finished university. Yeah, I know. Cray cray. So cringe. Um, But it is. It is very crazy. I don't know what to do with myself. I've submitted all my deadlines, all my assignments. And there is quite a large part of me that's really paranoid and that I've missed something. There's an exam I've forgotten about or there's a deadline or something didn't submit but lo and behold there's nothing in my inbox chasing me up so everything's good everything's away and it's a very strange feeling I don't know if it has fully sunk in yet because lots of my friends still have exams they still have deadlines they have extensions and whatever but I'm just sitting here I'm not quite twiddling my thumbs because I have got some more shifts Um, I need the pennies for my aforementioned hot girl summer but yeah it's a bit It's a bit strange. It's a new chapter in my life, certainly. And at times like this, you know, stress and anxiety are quite rife. And that is what I would like to talk about today. I would like to talk about how hot girlies manage stress and anxiety. Now, obviously, this discussion, I just have to preface, that can only go so far. Um, I am by no means a mental health expert. I'm just going to discuss my own experiences and what helps me so if you are really struggling with your mental health I 100% encourage you to get in contact with your um, healthcare provider your doctor whoever turn to a friend and see what can happen there for you because today I can just really share what I know and that is by no means the legitimate stuff so yes if you need help please please get it now this topic was suggested to me by my good friend Carl who is also very supportive and I think it's all very apt time to discuss as I've just wrapped up my degree. And doing a four-year degree during Covid, during strikes, all those fun things, li- mental mental health crisis, cost of living crisis, um, all those fun things, you know there have been some really stressful and anxious moments, you know there's also been like boy trouble, friend trouble. Yeah, I've had my fair share of mental troubles with stress and anxiety. I'm also the type of person who gets stressed out really, really easily. So yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about my experiences and then what I have done in my life to counteract, prevent, mitigate, mitigate, mitigate. I never say that right. Um, The impact of those on my day-to-day life, because let's face it, they're nasty. And hot girlies are all about upping their vibration. And I think something that I'm really struggling with in living my hot girl life and my delusions, my fantasy and all these things is that you are never 100% 
showing up as your higher self. It's impossible to do it all day, every day, every single minute, every single second. And that is something I beat myself up for so more that if I know my vibe isn't high, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling stressed. Like this isn't my higher self. But that's okay because we're human and it's actually quite wonderful that we get to experience all these intense emotions throughout the day. Like that's a really complex thing um, to have all these thoughts and all these things going on. So you can kind of flip it and look at it that way. But yes, I, I get stressed out very easily. I come from a family that gets stressed out very easily. Like yesterday, my parents were coming up to visit me. I thought I'd have time to go to the gym beforehand, get a workout in and then see them after. And then I get messages when I'm at the gym, oh, we're this far away, we're this far away. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, no, they're too close. I'm not going to get back in time. And I thought, oh, they're going to get stressed because of parking. They're going to get stressed because I'm going to ask them to pick me up and it's driving in the city. They're going to get stressed because it's raining and they haven't brought stuff. And that's me preemptively getting stressed because I know how easily they get stressed. They didn't actually get stressed, but I was then stressed, which then stressed onto them. I know. You follow, yes. Um, I actually watched a TED talk the other day that was really interesting. It was called You Are Contagious by Vanessa Van Edwards. And it was probably the best one I've watched in a while. And essentially she argued that you project your emotions onto other people. That yes, everything is energy. Although she didn't say it like that. that everything is energy. You know, if you were here with me when I'm stressed, you're going to pick up on that. Um, and there's no way around it. So your emotions, you do project them on, onto other people and other people project their emotions onto you. But the most important thing to think about is that you are only in control of your own emotions and your own reactions. You are not your emotions, you are the person who feels your emotions and you do have to take your own responsibility for that because you can't control what happens to you, you just can control how you react to it. A good way to look at it, something that's really helped me, is that you are not responsible for your own trauma but you are responsible for dealing with it and I have met tons of people who have not dealt with their own trauma, who are not handling it very well and they project it onto you and obviously you want to be there for people and you can be there for people but there has to come a point where you have to think right no this is my issue, this is me and I have to take accountability and responsibility for this and I have to change something and it's hard and everyone is on different paths so it's different for everyone what your trauma, your healing looks like but yeah, you are responsible for handling your own trauma and dealing with it. And I'm responsible for not projecting my stress onto anyone. And I find that very hard because I easily get stressed. So stressed out. And I would like to talk a bit more about that. Now, I have struggled with stress, I think, my entire life. Um, I used to get really homesick as a child. So when I would go to my grandparents or family or school trips, I would just get really upset. I would want to go home. And I used to think, oh, it's just, you know, I miss my mummy and my daddy too much and all this. But in hindsight, I think it's because I'm the type of person who really values routines and structure. And therefore, to not have my routine and my structure, I'm off my game. And that then causes stress and anxiety. And that is still true to this day. I have a morning routine. I have a nighttime routine. There's certain things I like to do every single day. Say them with me. We like to not go on our phone. We like to eat three square meals. We like to not have coffee in the morning. We like to go outside for at least half an hour, get that heart rate up. And yeah, I will get absolutely upset or stressed if something hinders this. If I see my day panning out a certain way and then something ruptures that, yeah, that throws me off my game. It lowers my vibration and I really struggle with then turning my day around. And yeah, it's something that I'm still, I'm still struggling with. It's something that I'm still figuring out. 
especially at work as well it's very easy for me to get stressed um not so much with uni work I actually had a really good study routine I look after myself lots of people know me for being really organized and really responsible not that I'm a boring person but you know I have a lot of structure in my day and it does pay off I seldomly struggle with anxiety or low mood or you know feel depressed or anything like that because I have these things in place but yeah when they're thrown off I find it very difficult to like bring myself up and out of that those feelings that then emerge so for instance like I really hate it when I don't get my eight hours of sleep no I actually need nine hours of sleep I'm 21 but yes I still need nine hours of sleep because when my friends and I go out and they're like oh Eleanor why are you leaving so early I've never stayed out till 3am it literally does not interest me I enjoy going out enjoy having a nice boogie but there comes a point in the evening where I'm like if I stay out much longer I'm going to spoil my day tomorrow and I absolutely hate spoiling my day I cannot do it like if I sleep in after a certain time no days away the days away you've wasted a day and days are so precious like to wake up and think yes it's a new day I can do whatever I want today I have been given another chance at life that's really deep but you know what I mean it's like it's a it's a fresh piece of paper and you can do whatever with it but if you're lying in until like 11 12 and you're hungover or whatever it's away it's gone and my body clock will always get me up at about half past seven so if I'm staying out till two I'm maybe only gonna get three or four hours of sleep whereas my friends will then lie in and that's fine obviously you're fun and you can do that if you would like to but for me personally no I hate it it throws me off do not like it and I try to avoid it and yes, so stress and anxiety emerge in different ways for me. Um, so when I get really stressed out, heart rate goes up. I find it really difficult to focus. I get really, really quite snippy as well, which I hate looking back. I get snippy at people who I really shouldn't. And I really want to work on that as a person. When I'm anxious, I get really sad. And when I'm really sad, I get very sleepy as well. I also get physical um, sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're sick and you get like symptoms. Yeah. I also get sort of physical symptoms so for instance when I was going through my last breakup I spent about two weeks with a constant pain in the back of my neck that was glorious Um, yeah my I kind of get aches in my back and my neck I get headaches I also see floaters as well when I'm really stressed which sounds delightful but it's not what you're thinking it's just little black dots that you see in your line of vision and they just yeah they float around I see them when I get stressed and yeah I would like to counteract these symptoms I would like to not have them as much as possible so there's certain things I do that I'm going to discuss now that hopefully you can do too if you experience any of these things and hopefully they'll help. So my first point of discussion, I'm going to die on this hill. You are probably sick of hearing me discuss this, but having good routines, I freaking love my routines. Like I said, I'm known for it. I'm known for being organized, having structure to my day and you get more out of your day as well. And if you're getting more out of your day, you're not going to bed thinking, oh, I still have this to do. I still have that to do. I should have done this today because you've done it. So have a good routine. Think of three things you can implement every morning and every night that'll just add a little bit of structure to your day and see what happens. So in the morning, maybe try and not try and not go on your phone for the first half hour. I also heard recently that you shouldn't have coffee for the first two hours of your day. So maybe try and have some have some lemon water. Lemon water is my current hot girl fave this week. It is so basic. All you need is some water, a lemon, and maybe some ice cubes if you're feeling like really fancy. Um, and it's just like, I'm just sitting here sipping it right now. And I'm just like, mm, this water is so crisp. It's so juicy. 
I can already feel it in my skin. All the toxins are just evaporating. Like, I'm sure that's not actually what's happening, but that's what it feels like. And I feel better for it because I'm looking after myself that way. You know, I'm romanticizing this little glass of water that I've got as I record my podcast. But you see what I mean? Try and get three or four pieces of fruit or veg in your day. Try and like maybe think, oh, I'm going to have a banana at this time every day or I'm going to have a coffee at this time. I always used to have my coffee at half past 10 when I was studying every day for four years. Half past ten. Yeah. I'm very boring. I am actually really boring. I don't know why you're listening anymore. But it is very important to have these little things that just give you a bit of monotony. Although, yeah, that is boring. I don't even know if that's a word. But you know what I mean. It really helps. Something that helps me as well in your routine is to prepare the night before. So lay your clothes out the night before. Lay your gym gear out if you're going to the gym. Um... I like to prep my breakfast the night before as well. I now have like a protein oats for my breakfast, which is, oh my God, they're so good. So like I'll batch make some protein oats. So like I'll throw in like some strawberries, some oats, some Greek yogurt, some protein powder, some milk, some chocolate chips, bang them in the fridge. In the morning, they are ready to go and I've got a yummy breakfast already waiting for me because I've looked after myself that way and I provided that for me. And in the morning, I'm not thinking, oh gosh, what am I going to make for breakfast? I mean, I never really thought that anyway. I've had cereal since like I could digest food but you see my point just look after yourself think what could I do now to make tomorrow easier or to make next month easier or to make next year easier and then before you know it your future self is really grateful for what you've already done in terms of preparation as well I like to have some sticky notes on my laptop which are more useful when I was studying but I would have sticky notes for all my different subjects to see what I would do I would also put the exam deadlines in there as well so I could see when I was working down to I'd also have a sticky note for just like domestic things. Oh, I've got to do a shop today. I've got to get this appointment. I've got to pick this up. All these sorts of things. And then you just cross them out. And it's really satisfying to just cross them out. I love lists. I am, yeah, I'm a very boring person. But having good routines and preparing things, I think, really helps me deal with stress. I'm less stressed because I know I've already taken care of it. So on that note, bouncing off of that, my next point of discussion is to take time for yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You will probably know these people who run around after their loved ones, after their friends. They try and maintain, you know, all their relationships or work-life balance, but they do it to the extreme. I'm personally, I may be guilty for this, but take some time for yourself. If someone's asked you out, but you're not really feeling it, you're really tired, you've got work the next day, just say no and say, oh, well, actually I could meet you this time. Because also on the flip side, if you start saying no regularly, people will stop asking. But, you know, if you can take the initiative and rearrange and be like, oh, well, actually, this day doesn't work for me. I'm a bit tired. How about we do this day at X, Y and Z? That's really cool as well. Take time for yourself because, yeah, you have to look after your mental and physical health first. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Have a self-care night. Take yourself on date night. Treat yourself if you're financially able to a spa appointment. If not, do what I do. I like to buy some press on nails and fake tan when I'm a little bit sad and anxious because life is better when you've got tappy tappy fingers and a little bit of colour to your skin that's another thing I'm struggling with is that whole sort of pale tan dysmorphia I watched a TikTok where this girl was like proof that being pale makes you ugly and I was sitting there with like my translucent skin thinking well that's just not really a message we want to send out there but you know when you feel a bit more done up I think it really helps that really does help me so if I'm going into work and I'm feeling a little bit anxious I'll maybe put a little more effort into my hair and my makeup Maybe that's a little bit backwards, but that makes me feel better about myself because if I am looking good, I am also feeling good as well. 
and I deserve to show up for myself. I'm not putting makeup on for anyone else. I'm literally just doing it for me so that I feel good at work. Come for me. You know what I mean? Lots of people are like, oh, you should never dress up for a date, never dress up for a man. Men do not understand that we do not dress up for them. If you're dressing up for a man, please get a hold of yourself. You should only be dressing up for yourself and looking after yourself for you. If you're putting, you know, big earrings on or you're putting your jugs out, I don't know what I can get away with on this podcast, to get someone else's attention. No, you should be trying to get your own attention. You should be catching yourself in the mirror and thinking, oh, damn, I look good today. As opposed to, oh, such and such is going to think I'm going to look good. No, do it for you. Take care of you. Take care of yourself for you. Take time for yourself. Because you cannot pour from an empty cup. If you are looking good, if you are feeling good inside, outside, mentally, you're preparing your meals, you're drinking your lemon water, you've got your sticky notes up, or however it is that you think you can bring structure, that you can take time for yourself, however you think you can do that, do it and do it for you and I promise you, you will see a decrease in your levels of stress and anxiety. And that leads me on to my next point, is the importance of boundaries. Like I suggested a minute ago, there are people who spread themselves too thin. You have to know what works for you. There are so many things that we can do in this life that is daunting. It's amazing, but it's daunting and I think we just all have to accept you're never going to get everything done. You can try and you can have fun with it. But there comes a point where for the sake of your own mental well-being that you have to say no. So for instance, if your work calls you up, oh, we're understaffed, we need you to come in this weekend, but you have plans, don't go into work. Work is literally irrelevant. Obviously, it's important because, you know, it's a mean of income. But the thing is, lots of employers do not care about the standards of life that you're leading. If you want to go to a concert, that's so much more interesting than going into a shift that you don't need to go into. If you've already booked time off as well. I remember when I used to work, I don't even think I can say this legally still, I think I signed something. When I used to work at a very big department store, when I was a teenager, I asked for time off. I abided the rules. I was like, oh, can I have these days off please I asked well enough in advance you know there was nothing absolutely nothing wrong with me asking and the manager turned around and said you're taking you're taking the mic aren't you and he was just so horrible about it and I was 17 I was like why do you care actually no this was the same manager who when I was in a severe accident phoned me from my hospital bed when I was high on morphine and was like oh well maybe I'll come in next week like no your work does not care live your life to an extent, live your life. Like, it cannot, you have to have boundaries for the sake of just like, what do you want to be thinking about on your deathbed? All the work that you miss or all the experiences that you miss? Some things you cannot put a price on. Same with families as well. Families, your obligation only goes so far, I think, in my experience. I've learned a lot about my family in the past few years. And yes, you're just because you're connected by blood. So... Like, so sometimes if it's not what you want, then it's not what you want. It's different for everyone. I cannot make a one-size-fits-all approach for this. But if your family expects something of you that you're not necessarily willing to give or you don't think they'd give that back to you, you're totally allowed to put up a boundary there. You're totally allowed to. It's your life. Same with friends as well. There are so I've heard of so many things at uni. You'd think that some people grew out of that high school mindset. Fortunately, none of this has really happened to me because of my boundaries. 
but yeah I've heard of friends getting really upset and being treated horribly because they've just been roped into these situations and their standard of life like their anxiety and their stress is peaked because of other people in their lives like you have to learn how to say no you have to learn how to stick up for yourself and it is a very daunting thing and even though I'm saying oh I've had boundaries so I'm not dealing with this right now I'm about to start a new chapter in my life I'm sure there will come a point where I have to again learn or at least apply these lessons of how to say no and it's scary but it's something you have to do for the sake of decreasing your stress and your anxiety relationships as well is a really important one it is so easy to let someone you love walk all over you just because you love them to think oh that's okay that's just what happens in a relationship you just get comfy and again to an extent that is what happens and in my last relationship I did it was mid-distance and my ex would always like to come over late at night and I hate that I absolutely hated that and we were on and off for two and a half years and he knew that I hated that that you know if you're coming beyond half past 10 11 like I'm tired I just want to go to bed my love language is also quality time so that's just not good for me and I hated that or he'd always say oh come to mine really late and I was like no I'm not driving to yours at night it's winter here I don't like doing that but because he was my boyfriend at the time he sort of thought well that's okay because I have that access to you no one should be allowed 100% access to you at any given time because it is your life if you don't like something you do not have to put up with it sometimes no I don't like that is a good enough reason and I would really encourage you to remember that as well like as a child did you ever ask your parents for something or you'd ask them a question they'd say no and you'd go why no and they would go because no means no and they wouldn't give you a sufficient answer and it'd be really frustrating I get it now I get it sometimes no is a good enough answer if it's a good enough answer for you then it should be a good enough answer for other people obviously it works two ways if you're going to say no enough times people will maybe start to disperse so you do have to be careful with how and when you are applying this but up front yeah no is a good enough answer and that leads me on to my final point of discussion which is the importance of mantras so yes, I am, I've mentioned this before, I'm trying to say my positive mantras every morning when I wake up. I am grateful, I love myself, we're in Mercury retrograde now if you believe in that. <laughs> I certainly do, I had an awful day at work when that started. Yeah, everything is always working out for me, no matter how it looks at any given point in time. And yeah, like I said earlier as well, when like I see the light coming in through my blinds, it's another day. It is a new opportunity. Start off by saying some kind words of encouragement to yourself. There are other important mantras I think can apply to like helping with anxiety and stress. Um, some of my favourites are if I'm like ruminating on something, if I'm really worrying about it, is just thinking, is this worth my energy? Most of the time it's not. So I try and change what I'm thinking about. Or I just like to say the word no, either internally or externally. Just no, I'm not thinking about that. And again, change it on. Or alternatively, if you are ruminating about something, asking yourself, is this something, is there something I can do about this right now? If there's not, leave it, come back to it later. If there is, do that thing. Win-win situation. There are others as well, but it's so important just to have these little things just going through your head throughout the day to just sort of reclaim your thoughts, ground yourself, and hopefully your stress and anxiety will sort of decrease if you are keeping yourself grounded like that. Some things that also help me when I'm really anxious um, 
are sort of you know take deep breaths i have a meditation up as well it's called wild minds that's really useful as well just sort of ground yourself and sleep i've also when i was really struggling with anxiety when i was in high school i used to sleep with noises in the background you know i think it was calm the app you know and you'd have like woodland creatures or pink noise or whatever and that's really good or just you know getting up and moving your body that is such an obvious but underrated one if you are in a position to do so just like move around put some good music on um and listen to that or do some reading or put on a good television show these are all really basic ones but they are so good if you can think like okay i'm gonna just want to watch an episode of friends for 20 minutes i'll probably you'll probably feel better afterwards if you can just zone out a little bit and just indulge in some light comedy all these things really help and that is all i have to say on the matters of anxiety and stress um i hope that was helpful i hope there's something that you can take away in this i hope that wasn't oversharing or anything like that but yes hot girlies manage their stress and their anxiety effectively and they do not project their emotions onto other people they are responsible for their own trauma their own mental upkeep and they like to just have a good day so they prepare for that and they have ways for when things go wrong they have ways to deal with things when they go wrong that's what i'm trying to say and that's what i'm trying to work on as well so i hope that was helpful if you enjoyed this please leave this a review give it some stars and please share this on social media tell your friends please give me a follow as well and i will see you in the next episode thank you